It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on in to The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. I hope you've had a fantastic week. It has been one of those weeks for me, especially in mom life. Uh, you know, COVID is affecting all of us, even those of us who are on the radio, who host shows, who are reporters here, and we have to work from home. and. We can't be around other people. It affects all of us in different ways. So we are right there with you, feeling your pain. Uh, Our guest today, of course, feels the pain as well, and more specifically because she is an attorney with Holland & Hart, and uh, they specifically uh, deal with companies right now who are have questions around what to do around COVID and what they can and can't require for their employees. So I want to welcome Karina Sargson to the show. Karina, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Lindsay? So good. How is COVID impacting you right now? Is that a fair question? Oh, my gosh. I think everyone can answer that question. Who has not been impacted by COVID? COVID? Um, it's been a challenge. It's had some uh, pluses. It's had definitely a lot of downsides. Um, the pluses, I would say, in my profession was the shift in mindset to go, well, the forced shift in mindset to go remote. Um, I think the legal profession was a little slow in accepting this, uh, this new way of working. And of course, COVID forced us to do so. And it has had its benefits, um, along with some downsides. But the benefits have been that I'm able to go upstairs, see my baby. I have three kids under five. Um, my youngest is 18 months. So it, yeah, I, I was able to bring him to work, which really meant I walked downstairs with him. Wow. <laughs> he would sleep and I would work. And then once he got a little older and he wouldn't sleep as much, I would have him upstairs with my sitter. And then I'd be able to go up and see him. So that was nice. But there are a list of issues that I could go into and I won't. But one of them that is most immediate right now is I can hear him crying in his bedroom that's above my office right now right. Um, for his nap. And so, I think, Karina, you just bring up such a valid point and something that I want to touch on today, just in the way that COVID has switched us all to more remote working and more online working. And this really does impact moms, specifically women in particular, because we are oftentimes trying to manage home and family. We are trying to be there with our kids, but also be in the workforce. We want to be in both places. And I recognize it's hard to do that. But clearly, businesses in some regard are shifting to see that this is an option for women in particular to have flexibility if they want to do both. Your baby's upstairs, like you probably have someone watching them. But at the same time, you're still a full participating member of your work right now. And yeah, sometimes those things uh, conflict with each other. Uh, but it's just a great way for women to have, specifically women who want kind of that balance of being with their kids, but also working to have a way to do that. Absolutely. 
So talk to me about what you do at your firm and how you've kind of seen your firm uh, transition into this role to kind of help women and families. So I specifically, I'm an attorney, like you said, in our labor and employment group. So, and we represent companies of all sizes uh, for various employment uh, issues or reasons. Um, We are strategic partners with these companies and help them through navigating through anything that really most companies have to deal with them on the employment side. As for how my firm has embraced these changes, I would say even before COVID, my firm is um, very uh, progressive and open to um, uh, various alternatives to help working moms. I feel very fortunate to be working at Holland and Hart, and and I can go into some specifics of how... um, in my firm, it's been uh, easier. It's helped me to navigate being a mom as well as uh, being an attorney. Um, and I know a lot of things that I might say are uh, are limited to certain professions that can work from home. Um, but uh, but definitely, as we talked about. Uh, just recently with the going more remote that was always embraced at my firm, even pre COVID, I was able to work from home, work at a cafe, go into work at 10, leave at two work at 10 PM. Really the, the idea is if you're a professional um, working in a profession and you have a job to do, as long as you get it done when it's supposed to get done, no one's looking over my shoulder to tell me, no, you have to work eight to five. Right. right. Yeah. And do you feel like businesses in general are sort of starting to make this shift where they are recognizing that it's a little bit more about balance more so than the grind? Definitely there are the businesses that can. I mean, there are businesses that can't, right? We're not talking about here. We're not talking about businesses where you go shopping, right? We're not talking about stores. There's no way for stores to do this. But those businesses that can, law firms, um, accounting firms, I'm sure I could list quite a few. Those kind of firms, I, I, I am seeing the change significantly. And it has to do with a combination of, one, they've been forced to go remote and have realized that work and business doesn't suffer because of it. Right. And two, the supply shortage has really helped with um, employees saying, well, you know, I can go to this other company and uh, they're giving me these perks. And so it's forcing more companies to reassess what options they're giving because there's just not that many um but the supply is low on employees. I don't think I'm saying anything um, out yeah. of out of the blue here. It's, yeah, no, um, I think you're right. Suffering. Yeah, Karina Sargson. We're chatting with her. She's an attorney with Holland and Hart. I wanted to give you a real time example today of how. Uh, businesses, or at least a specific uh, industry, right? The legal profession is helping moms uh, have that work-life balance, be able to work remotely at times, but also care for their families. I think it's a balance that clearly there are policy solutions, there are business solutions, there are family solutions, right? And we kind of have to do all of them at the same time. I've kind of come to this um, belief that we're not going to have any one sector there 
fix this problem <laughs> for us. It's going to have to be a, a combination of all of them. So we'll take a break. I want to dive in with Karina a little bit more when we come back, specifically how her company and, and what they've done to kind of help her succeed at being a mom and being an attorney. We'll take a break. More on The Mom Show in just a minute. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz here chatting with Karina Sargson. She is an attorney with Holland and Hart. I wanted to give you kind of a real time example today of a business out there in Utah that is. Um, making it flexible for women to work. They have some family-friendly policies that are helping uh, Karina not only be a mom to her three kids, but also be a successful attorney. I wish every business in the world could do this. Clearly, we still have some work to do, I think, about um, where businesses land with some of their policies. And I recognize there's a there's a bottom line, right, that they have to they have to meet, right? They have to make money. That's yeah. why they're a business. So clearly, every business is out there juggling those things. But I do think uh, we've seen that that uh, productivity can be there with remote working. We've seen that uh, if anyone knows how to juggle things, it's women. So give us a chance to be able to uh, you know, balance these things, right? Working from home and uh, being having a career as well. So, Karina, thanks for joining me on the Mom Show today. Oh yeah, happy to be here, Lindsay. Okay, so you have three kids from five down to eighteen months, girl. I have two kids, seven and three. So I am in this stage of life with you, and I wish I could reach through our Zoom chat right now and give you a fist bump and be like, "I hear you." Yes, yes, I would love that. Yes, I, I think without using any words, you and I are. We, we we are on the same page. Yes. I feel your pain. You probably feel my pain. I do. And everyone, oh, all the other moms say to me, they say, oh, just wait until they're teenagers and they have real problems. And I'm like, listen, toddler problems are my problems right now. So please, <laughs> like, let's, I know that there's more significant problems coming later in life, but right now we're dealing with little kid problems. So I want to know from you, Karina, what do you feel like your company has done well in terms of helping you succeed both as an attorney and as a mom? Okay. Well, I have so much great things to say about my company. Um, Holland and Hart, a few things, uh, then I'll go into a few of them uh, for the sake of time. So as we talked about, remote working has uh, always been allowed, even pre-COVID, because really, if you can get the job done, does it really matter where you're working and what time? Mm -hmm. There have been times where I've worked two hours during the day, but then I put in four hours and went to sleep at two or 3 a.m. No one made me do that. I that, it's on me, right? Yeah. And no Which one knew what time me. you sent what. E- I mean, there's a timestamp on an email, but like nobody knows when the work got done as long as it got done, right? It got done. Yeah. And we women get the work done. We just might not be able to get the work done in an eight to five setting when we have kids. Sure. But that's okay. Um, aside from that, uh, in the last few years, um, we started a backup childcare reimbursement program. So uh, it's, it's a small, it, it's helpful. It's a small help, but it's still something. It shows that the firm cares. So let's say my uh, sitter can't come in. She's sick, right? Or my baby's sick and I can't take my baby to my kids to school. Um, 
if you find backup childcare, if you need it, or if you have to work on a Saturday and you have no one to watch your kids, the, the firm will pay for it. But the one that I really, really, um, I need right now in my time where I am in life, Lindsay, is this flexible work option. And yeah. what I'm talking about, and you covered this in one of your previous podcasts, is my firm says, okay, you can't give 100% 40 hours a week, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Although in a uh, in a lawyer's profession, 40 hours is really about 55 hours. Right, right. They say, that's okay. We want to keep you long term, long term. And you've heard the saying, this is a, it's not a marathon, right? It's not a, I mean, it's not a sprint, right. it's a marathon. Right. So, so they say, okay, how much do you want to reduce your schedule? You want to go down to 70%? Okay, your pay will be reduced set by, uh, by thir- you're going down 70%, your pay is down to 70%, very equal. So you're still getting paid um, uh, for the amount of hours you're working. Uh, the, but it's really nice. And I've actually having had my third child, I have to share with you, it's been really difficult to be a full time working adult and a mom. Mm -hmm. And so I've been giving this uh, flex time option a lot of thought. And I love that I don't have to leave my profession. Yeah, I can stay in, I can work 70 hours or 60, I'm not 60, 70 hours, 70% or 60% of what is generally required, um, pay, get paid just as much or equal to what I'm working. Uh, And then when I when the kids are older, or in a year when I've caught my breath, mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't know, right, what the future holds. I can ramp up. Yeah. And the firm is there to embrace me regardless of what I do. Yeah. That's I would say that's been one of the most pleasant parts of working at my firm. Other firms have this option, but it's not an equal reduction in hours and pay. You could reduce your hours, but your pay is reduced even more. Right. Which is a little strange to me to, that there's actually, I've heard that's, that's the case in some other firms. Um, so that's, that. I would, if any company that could do that for moms with little kids who want to work and who are talented and they don't want to lose their talent source, I would say that is probably one of the um, benefits, policies that will just long-term be of uh, benefit to everyone, the yeah, company, and- the mom. Yeah. That's the children such, involved because yeah, you're retaining the you're retaining that high quality employee for the long term, right? But allowing them the flexibility in the short term to be able to um, do what they need and care for their kids in the short term, right? And I think you touched on something really important in that you you know you've been weighing this option between taking this this pay scale kind of setup, but your other choice, if you didn't have that option, would be to quit. And that's yes. the problem that we're having right now amongst yeah. COVID and with women trying to be in the workforce is that if there's not enough balance for them, they're going to choose their family all day long. And they're just going to throw yeah. up their hands and say, listen, I can't balance all of this all. I just have to focus on my children and I'll get back into the workforce when I feel like I can. But in the meantime, they've lost 10 years. Exactly. So what you're saying about retention is this is the way you do it. Absolutely. And, you know, I will add one more thing that is attached to this flex schedule, which is uh, the mentorship, but it comes not from just the women at my firm, which I so appreciate having, right, partners that are women, but 
when I recently was thinking about, do I need to leave the firm life because this is not working for my family and I'm too stressed? Uh, I reached out to my immediate supervisor, who's a male attorney and another male attorney that I work with significantly. And I said, I'm not sure if this is going to work. And they both said, we want you here no matter what, whether that's going 60%, you know, lowering your requirements to 60%, whether that's finding you another position at the firm temporarily for however long until until you feel like you can get back in and do what you do best. Do not leave us. Wow. <laughs> and it was males. They were men. Yeah, such Which great are, allies to you. I love to... It feels good to get that support. Yeah, I love to hear this, Karina. Karina Sarkson is an attorney with Holland & Hart. Uh, we're talking about how... Uh, businesses, uh, some of the policies that might work for some businesses out there to be able to have uh, a little bit more women-friendly and um, family-friendly policies in this regard. We'll take a break more with Karina on The Mom Show when we come back. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning (laughs) and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. I'm chatting today with Karina Sargson. She is an attorney with Holland and Hart. We're talking today uh, to Karina because she's giving us some real time examples of her company that is really making it possible for her to succeed as an attorney and as a mom of three uh, with kids five down to 18 months. And I have two kids, seven and three, and I am just in awe of you, (laughs) Karina, and how you're managing to be a full-time employee and um, a mother. And this is something a lot of us women balance, and uh, it's hard. It never gets easier. But uh, I do think there are some uh, business solutions, some policy solutions, and some mindset solutions that I think we need to have around um, how how we allow women to be successful in this regard. So, uh, Karina, first of all, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, thank you for joining me today. Now, I don't know if you watched the governor's State of the State address this week. I covered it here on KSL News Radio, but there was a line in there that really struck out to me. Uh, the governor talked about how he wanted to kind of make a new uh, mindset shift, a proposal around how uh, we view government um, and, and family policies. We currently have programs focused on providing necessities for families that are poor or in need. But we must do more to make sure families of all shapes and sizes and makeups are thriving, including parental leave, access to high-quality childcare, and mentoring opportunities for parents. The purpose of this office is not to inject more government into families. It is the exact opposite. It is to make sure that government policies are not harming families and that we are coordinating government services to help parents and children succeed. And that's an interesting shift that I really picked up on listening to his speech because, um, you know, I think a lot of times in this state, we just sort of have a mindset that it's it's a private issue, right? It's on the family to find their child care. It's on their fam- on the family to... 
um, figure out the solution for how you're going to work and have kids. It's on the family to pay for it all. And I'm not suggesting that the government has to pay for all of it, but, uh, you know, just a collective shift in our mindset, I think, would would benefit so many of us who are out here trying to do this. When families are healthy and happy, society benefits. So, Karina, I'll just ask you, you know, do you see sort of a shift maybe in your profession or with your company that has happened where they really view it as when you have policies that help women and families specifically, it benefits all of the employees? I definitely have uh, seen a shift in companies that can operate uh, with uh, flexibility, right, for women. And um, I think it starts from a more business perspective. Uh, and, And the numbers show that when you have women working for your company, diverse employees, uh, Business-wise, it just makes sense. You make more money. Businesses are more profitable um, by having diversity, which includes women and people of color. So I think through that mindset, plus, as we talked about earlier, it's the supply, demand, or uh, demand and low supply of good quality employees that is forcing companies to really reassess um, how to hold on to and retain good employees because women are amazing, amazing employees. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like you said, if we have to choose between family and work, we will choose family. If we have no other option. I mean, my 18 month old cannot take care of himself. If I have no other option, I'm taking care of my 18 month old. Right. Well, and it happened to me just this very week. I have a woman who comes to my house to watch my kids. I recognize how privileged of a situation that is, first and foremost. But she was sick, right? Like many people get right now. And so what do you do? I am also privileged that I have a mother-in-law nearby who happened to be available for two days. There was another day where she wasn't available. So I had to take a day off work, right? And and yes, I have a partner who I can negotiate that with. He wasn't able to take work off that day. So there is negotiating <laughs> that always happens, right, between the partners who are parenting the children of what do you do when the child care is sick? But having, you know, um, a, a business step in, right, Karina? Like you mentioned Holland & Hart, your, your law firm, they – cover if your child care is sick they pay for the supplemental child care is that yes, right exactly they'll reimburse if if my uh, child care you know that is is sick or for whatever reason cannot is not available and i find different child care it could even even be a family member it just can be someone in in our policy yeah. uh, it's not someone in your home but it could be my mom yeah they would yeah. reimburse my mom Right. Which is really nice. I mean, um, yeah, because I did not pay my mother-in-law. She did it out of the kindness of her heart because she exactly. loves her grandkids. But, you know, yeah. But, but, you know, time is time is valuable for everyone. So yeah. as much as I appreciate my mom helping me with my kids, which is a lot. And I feel so lucky to have that. Um, uh, at the same time, you know, her time is valuable, too. And regardless of her being a grandma, she would hate me saying this right now. Right. She would say, no, it's my obligation as a grandma. But no, they don't have obligations, right? Right. It's, it's, it's nice. It's great. It's 
great. I'm grateful. I'm yeah, grateful to have them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, now, give me an, another example. You mentioned not only um, that policy that your company has, but you also have sort of a, a pay scale that you can opt into if you need less hours, right? You can make less money kind of, it's not really part-time, but it's kind of a sliding scale, right, of, um, of pay. Um, based on the work that you have capacity for, given everything you're juggling, what else do you feel like your company has tackled that really makes it easy and flexible for you to be a mom and to work? I think the mindset our company culture has um, since I've been here. So it must it happened before my time, but it's it's the right type of mindset. It's the type that says you don't have to be working all the time for us to think you're a good employee, Mm. for us to value you as an employee, for us to promote you as an employee. We want your best when you can give your best, but that doesn't mean you need to be in the office um, and billing, you know, 8, 9 p.m. at night. Yeah. And Um, does that not just make you a more uh, dedicated employee? Because you know what that makes me want to do? Turn around and give everything to my employer. Absolutely. (laughs) And I don't want to leave my my uh, employment with Holland and Hart. I, I'm not looking for lots, you know, new firms are coming into our market. And these new firms, uh, a few of them, they're much, much bigger firms. They pay a significant amount more, significant. But I, I would not go over to those firms because uh, they don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't really talk. I, I assume <laughs> they don't have the type of uh, mindset culture of keeping me long term uh, as a valued you know, employee that I can be here and retire here. Yeah. So and another part of the mindset that that is great is this um, our mater- we have a family leave for maternity and paternity. And our firm really pushes the male partners and all 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 the, all the uh, attorneys, but I, I emphasize male partners because it's um, surprising. It was surprising to me. They make sure that our male um, attorneys take their paternity leave. Right. Right. We they say. You're, no, you need to take this time off. And I'm glad they do that because I also say it. I say, you have to take your paternity leave. So when I take my maternity leave, I'm not dinged for it. Right, right. That's how it feels sometimes, right. like a penalty, right, for having a kid. Yeah. And so when take the paternity leave, at that point, it becomes normal. That's it is. That's just what we do, right? We take leave to uh, watch the child, take care of the child, help the mom, uh, who just had a child. (laughs) So that's, that's definitely another great thing about my company, uh, that I'm starting to see in other companies too. Um, other companies are embracing this idea of unlimited PTO, Mm. uh, which is interesting, right? You can take as much time off as you want. Now, um, uh, data shows that even with unlimited PTO, us American workers, we generally don't take much time off, right? We're not right. in we Europe don't take to have that month and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but but it's nice. It's nice to know that I can take time off and I can take time off to take care of an ailing parent, to take care of a sick child, to pick up my child. It, it's not limited, uh, nor an advance notice has to be given, Right. I need two hours off this day or I need a day off in a week. So it's, it's that flexibility just overall helps working moms 
Yes. Up and down, really. I I think you're so right. Uh, Karina Sark said she's an attorney with a local uh, uh, law firm here called Holland & Hart. We're just getting a real-world example of a company that really seems to value working women and has policies and family-friendly policies that seem to help them. And uh, certainly not all industries can do this. Certainly there's a bottom line to businesses, right? They have to be profitable at the end of the day. So there's a a conversation to be had there as well. But I love just hearing these real-world examples Karina, of how your company is, in my mind, getting this right. We'll take a break. More on The Mom Show in just a minute. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz here with Karina Sarkson. She is an attorney with the local law firm Holland & Hart. Uh, she's a big deal. People know her. she's gracious enough to join me today on the mom show we're talking about uh her company and the way they seem to prioritize uh women-centric and mom-centric policies that's really helping a mom like karina who is a mom to three kids from ages five to 18 girl fist bump i feel you uh just balance everything that is life with littles and being a full-time working woman uh karina welcome to the mom show Lindsay, so glad to be here. I'm so glad to chat with you. Now, we've been talking for the last hour about different ways in which your company uh, seems to have policies that help women in particular, moms in particular. Uh, We talked a little bit about how they do sort of a a sliding pay scale. Um, If you work less, you get paid less, but you can still keep your full-time job kind of thing. Uh, Talked about just the culture around your office where the men take paternity leave and they have to take the paternity leave in order to support the women. So it's... uh, uh, not that women have to take time off when they have babies, but the men have to take time off too. And that kind of levels the playing field, if you will, on the gender pay gap and the promotions you may get if you're in the office versus not in the office, right? We see some of those factors play into this gender pay gap that we hear about a lot. Um, but one of the other things I know your company does is um, unconscious bias training. And so I know you haven't had this training in a while, but just talk to me about what is unconscious bias? How do you see it show up in the office? And then what has your company done to kind of combat that? Sure. I mean, so unconscious bias definitely can encompass a lot of things. The one that I um, will talk about is this idea that, you know, we uh, tend to have social networks that reflect us. So we unconsciously tend to hire, promote, advocate for people like us. So in my industry, where there's, uh, uh, it's more male dominated, uh, the men tend to hire, promote and advocate for other men. It's it's unconscious bias. It's unconscious. So I'm not faulting anyone for it. The same could be said potentially of women. So how do we get around that? How do we fix that? How do we do it so that we're not just the men are not just hiring more men and then hiring more men, right? right. And one, we talk about it. We say, be careful. There's this thing called unconscious bias. This is how it works. White people might hire white people. Okay, I'll just stop there on, on yes. what unconscious bias is. So um, how we try and reduce unconscious bias. Um, we have a few things. So one... There's this thing called the Rooney Rule. It actually started back 
uh, with the NFL. Some companies call it the parity pledge. And the way it works, the main gist of it is that if there's an open position at the company, uh, we make sure that at least one woman uh, or a person of color is interviewed so that if there's an open position, the question is always asked, who did we interview? If it's all men that we interviewed, we make sure before we hire, we interview a woman, right? Or we interview a person of color. Um, we're not we're not giving a, a step up to uh, anyone. We're just saying, let's just interview, right? right. They're, they're probably just as qualified. Right, because that's so, the argument, right, is that other people are getting special treatment because they're minorities, because they're women, right? Exactly. So a few other things. Uh, we... We've started prioritizing, and I should say um, this is, uh, I've seen this in a lot of companies that uh, they try to now have at least uh, some representation, female representation in the boardroom, in the C-suite, right? Executives. Right. So it's not all men. They they consciously try to make this happen. Um, what else can I mention? Uh, that, uh, aside from that, we the companies, us included, Holland and Hart included, whenever we are doing a wage adjustment or promotion, they do uh, an audit. They they look at the salaries of peers to make sure that the raise or the promotion is in line with others. Um, I have to put in a plug for a uh, friend who is uh, an in-house counsel for a company called Hireview. I was talking to her about this topic, and that's exactly what they do. They will do a, uh, they'll look to make sure there's no equity gap, mindful recruitment. You know, we make sure we're not just recruiting from one specific area. So we get a diverse, diverse uh, pool of candidates, professional development opportunities. So important. Um, uh, just, just because I have the opportunity to work at my firm and I get no more development opportunities What's the point? I, I, I'll leave. I would soon leave. My firm, um, luckily, does uh, does a lot of development opportunities. Um, and and then um, let's see, making sure that we have women in leader leadership positions. Again, that goes back to the boardroom, the C suite. But in our case, as a law firm, we don't technically have a boardroom, so we have women attorneys that are top, top leaders at my firm, which really helps me. I see that what I can attain as a woman. Yeah, well, when um, you see it, you can be it, right? That's why we talk about exactly. representation. We talk about that in from everything from Disney movies to boardrooms, right? Absolutely. And then, like you said, allies, but not just allies from other women, allies by men, men, our coworkers, our colleagues who are men. When their mindset changes, it, of course, it trickles down, right? The partners that I work with that are more experienced uh, and um, than me that give me the work that I do for them, the way they treat me as an equal, but with the understanding that I need some flexibility because right now in my life, there's a lot going on with yeah. kids, with little kids, um, makes me value them, value the company so much more that I want to stay with the company and companies in the end, it is the bottom line, but really who wants to lose me as an employee? Well, no you one. hear that companies, <laughs> you are going to retain top talent if you allow for these flexibilities. And I would argue that like, yes, it's about money, but you may be saving money in the long run yes. with these top yes. talent. If you have these policies that benefit these top talent, right? 
Absolutely. So just a few right there. I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, Karina, it, it's a trickle down effect. No, I love it. And and I hope other business leaders in the community can can take it and this as an example, right? And be able to implement even not if not all of these policies work for them. Obviously, they're going to have to be industry specific and business specific, right? Because everyone has different needs and different budgets. And, and you know, like you said, restaurants probably can't. Uh, offer that yeah. type of pay scale, right? But but there are within each industries, I think, strides we can make. So Karina Sarkson, she's an attorney with Holland and Hart, giving us some real-time examples of how a business uh, is creating family-friendly and women-friendly and mom-friendly policies out there. I think it's so important. Karina, it was so good to chat with you. Thank you for joining me today. Lindsay, it was great chatting with you and meeting you somewhat in person. <laughs> Virtually, right? We'll be back next week on The Mom Show.